For the week of June 27th, this is Mojo Weekly. I am John. I'm gonna win. It's a me, Josh. And here's your news, Josh. We are into that uh, post E3 dead space. Uh, you hey, know, that's the... just that's just when we're allowed to live again. No, yeah. no longer are we we're the clutches of a fucking bogus E3. Good God. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Electronic Arts, the rumor is that they will announce a Dead Space revival during its EA Play Live digital event on July 22nd. And this comes according to like a number of sources. Uh, Venture Beat writer Jeff Grubb, uh, Eurogamer, and Gamatsu, they've all apparently heard this rumor. Um, the revival is reportedly developed by EA Arts, or Electronic Arts Motive Studio, which also developed the October 2020 released Star Wars Squadrons, which I really enjoyed. So I've never, ever played a Dead Space game, Josh. Never touched one. Not even the Wii one? Wasn't that like a a rail shooter? Yeah, never. No no spinoff, no nothing, man. Um... So the Will dead sphere first. If it's good, yeah, sure. But the, I stopped listening after you said EA. So I mean, if it's good, is kind of subjective. I yeah, uh, the Dead Space series launched in October two thousand eight and has not seen a new entry since the release of Dead Space three in twenty thirteen. <clears throat> wow! All three titles in the main trilogy, not spinoffs, but in the main trilogy, are available for PS three, Xbox three sixty, and PC. If you want to go back and experience those, maybe they'll release a updated, you know, 4K trilogy in advance of the uh, remake. Who knows? Or not the remake, but the reboot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were excited about the Mass Effect trilogy, so I'm, just, I'm assuming this could get the same, the same deal. Yeah, same level of hype. Hype! Uh, here, here's something. Uh, the PS4 version of Cyberpunk 2077 is now available for purchase again on the PlayStation Store worldwide following its unprecedented delisting in December. According to, according to uh, the developers, you know, CD Projekt Red, they, they come right out and they say, users may continue to experience some performance issues on the PS4 oh, edition. Uh, while we work further to improve stability across all platforms. Playing on the PS4 Pro and the PS5 will provide the best Cyberpunk 2077 experience on PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, I played it on a bare-bones PS4. We've we've chronicled this, and it was pretty rough. The game's still cool, though. Game yeah. is still cool and it is neat. It, it's it's got a good storyline, great music, awesome graphics, but woof, woof. Yeah, shit shit goes wrong. Shit goes wrong. It's hilariously wrong. I've got a disc sitting in my basement, just waiting until uh, the second half of 2021 at the earliest when <laughs> the uh, free upgrades come to uh, PS5 and Series X. Yeah. yeah, I did play it. I played it a little bit just through the through the intro again on my PS5, and um, it is a massive step up. Hmm. And and honestly, too, CD Projekt Red has put a, a ton of hot fixes out there um, to fix a lot of stuff. There's still issues, but 
I'm looking forward know. to I'm looking forward to installing this on my PS5 sometime in 2022 or 2023, <laughs> and um, and 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 downloading all the patches and updates that take up more space than the game itself. That'll be a good yes. time. Um, here we go. Uh, Success has announced a shoot 'em up, Cotton Rock and Roll for PS4, Switch, what? PC, and Arcade. Um, the PS4 and Switch versions will launch on December 23rd in Japan, and the PC oh, version man. will launch uh, between winter 21 and 22. The arcade version will launch between summer and fall of 2021. So if you're in Japan, heading to the arcades at some point later in the summer, uh, you could play the new Cotton game. So there you go. Let's go. go. Uh, in more cotton news, uh, Cotton Series 30th Anniversary Special Edition will also be available in Japan. Uh, it also include a Cotton Nendroid, uh, you know, a little little figure like a Funko Pop kind of, and uh, the Cotton Completes Complete Works book, and the Cotton Rock and Roll Original Soundtrack CD. Dude, nice. Cotton Rock and Roll retains the traditional comical worldview of cotton and silk, while including not only the shoot 'em up game features of the Cotton series, but also those of other shoot 'em up ser- uh, games Success has released to the world, such as Cyveriar's oh. Buzz System and Sandvane's Time System. I've never heard of Sandvane before. No idea. Sandvane. Um, so, yeah, that's a new cotton. Uh, we talked uh, in the past about the Cotton Reboot that came out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Josh, I've got good news. Cotton Reboot will launch physically and digitally for PS4 and Switch on July 20th in North America. Wow, like next month? Yeah, yep, in just under a month. Woo. So the game yeah. is a remastered version of uh, the shoot 'em up Cotton Fantastic Night Dreams. With new features, updated graphics, which and it was first launched uh, in February on the PS4 and Switch in Japan. So uh, it's it's an updated, remastered version of the classic and iconic Cotton Fantastic Night Dreams with brand new features, updated visual designs. The game comes with stunning hand-drawn HD graphics and remixed sound graph or soundtrack. Uh, the game comes yeah. with a the fan favorite iconic. Cotton Fantastic Night Dreams in the X68000 original mode. And it also features two more game modes, Josh. Arrange mode features 16.9 screens, redesigned graphics, and characters. In score attack mode, the player competes uh, for. I'm just like. Derp, derp, can't read. Uh, in score attack mode, the player combines for score or competes for scores online within a limited time. What do you think, Josh? You buying it? Yeah, I mean, God, I, I'm 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 thinking I'm going to pick it up on the Switch. Um, yeah, because that would be cool to have it on handheld. Um, I don't know, but I don't know if I'll get the physical version. Um, but you never know. Maybe I think I'll I think I'll grab it though. Sounds pretty cool. Josh, you ever hear of the game Nights in the Nightmare? I it sounds familiar. So it's an interesting game. Uh, first came out on the DS back in two thousand eight, and then later on the PSP on twenty in twenty ten. It is a hmm. strategy shoot 'em up RPG um, released by Atlas. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I picked up the uh, DS version, played around with a little bit, uh, probably got distracted by something else, never went back to it, and I think I wound up selling it. But I have good news. It's coming out for Switch, iOS, and Android, and will launch in 2021 in Japan. Maybe we'll see it here. So, a little bit about the game. Somewhere between heaven and the underworld, a mysterious wisp is reawakening the souls of the dead to confront the evil that took their lives and kingdom, confront the spirit, and command fallen knights in this captivating story of loss and redemption. So anyway, it's an interesting yeah. game. I like it when they mash up, you know, different genres like this and anything that mashes up or shoot them up, I'm always looking at, you know, I'm always interested in. What is your favorite shoot 'em up slash RPG? Man, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds that sounds like something I gotta think about. <laughs> can I just say Nights in the Nightmare so we can move on? <laughs> I have yeah, no yeah, idea. Totally what about you? Yeah. What about you? You got something in mind? Shit, I'm I'm trying to look it up. I have it on um I have the NES card. I just have to run out run into the other room to grab it. I can't think of the name of it though. It's um so there's an NES game that was a half RPG action RPG top view and then it was a half shoot 'em up. Hmm. Um I'll I'll think of it. Alright, you think of it while I'm going through the new releases. Yeah. Oh good. Alright, here's what we got coming out this week. We got curved space for Pretty much every console except for the Switch. We got Destroy All Humans for the Switch. This is the uh, remake, remaster of the old uh, Xbox uh, PS2 game, Destroy All Humans. Probably came out on GameCube too. Uh, Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny comes to the Switch this week. Also coming this week, this is exciting. Doom Eternal finally makes its way to next-gen consoles. I believe it's a day-one game pass. I've been waiting to play this one because I wanted to play it on next-gen consoles. So that's what I'm gonna do. Sky, Children of the Light, coming to the Switch. Spirit of the North, coming to all Xbox consoles. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus for Every single console. People are excited oh about God. this one, man. People are excited about this yeah. one. I know nothing they about it. Some sort of what is it, like a dating sim or something? I don't even know. Uh, I think it's on Steam for free. Yeah. I think I might have played it on Steam, actually. Interestingly um, enough. I feel like there might be some boobs and dicks in it, too, but I could be wrong. Oh, shit. Yeah? <laughs> I have no idea. That's it. I just I get that <laughs> vibe. Uh, Greedfall comes to PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles. And that is it for the new releases. Let's uh, you and I take a break while Dale gives us the retro recap for the week. Here we go, Dale. Hey, hey, Mojo Weekly listeners. This is Dale, and welcome back to this week's recap of the latest retro re-releases, remasters, and remakes. Let's get to it. Starting with physical releases, we have Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX for the Switch, PS4, PS5, and Xbox One, and Series S and X. This is a remake of the original Sega Master System RPG platformer with all new HD visuals and the option to switch back and forth to the classic visuals and uh, classic or remaster soundtrack. That retro soundtrack is what you're currently listening to in the background. 
And there's also new quality of life fe features like Infinite Lives it is available at most retailers between $30 and $35 as well as being available digitally this week. Also hitting physically a little after the fact is a Switch version of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. And according to the Retronauts article where I got this information from, this has a 30 frames per second frame rate and slightly longer load times to get it to run on the Switch. And this will be available digitally as well for the Switch this week. Switching to digital releases this week, we have Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which we already ran down. Worth adding is Alex Kidd will also be available on PC via Steam this week. For the arcade archives, we have Shingen Samurai Fighter, also known as Takeda Shingen, for the Switch and PS4 which is a port of the 1988 arcade beat-em-up set in feudal Japan. For the G-Mode archives for Switch in Japan market only is Tantai Kibikuwa Ryosuke Jikendan Volume 4 Shirasage ni Aka no Hane. Next up is Legend of Mena for the Switch, PS4, and PC via Steam, which is a widescreen remaster of the 1999 PS1 game make those visuals HDTV friendly and also implements new orchestra music and the formerly Japan exclusive Pocket Station minigame for $30. Alright, moving on to other retro themed adjacent merch hitting this week is vinyl and cassette releases for the Mega Man Legends soundtrack with liner notes from Retronauts own Jeremy Parrish and then also a vinyl record release of soundtracks for Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake and then the non-canon NES North American sequel Snake's Revenge. Now unfortunately as of this recording a lot of those vinyl cassettes have already sold out but if you go to where they were released from Mondo Records and Ship to Shore Records they are known to have occasional restocks. That wraps it up for this week, and if you want a more thorough breakdown of these releases, you can always check out my weekly breakdown of these on the MojoMenace.com forums. Back to you, John and Jash. And there was Dale with the retro recap. Josh, it's time for the Game Spotlight! All right, man. Yeah. This week, did you ever find out that uh, NES game? Yeah. Other than other than quick quick blurb about the Guardian Legend on the NES. That's oh. the RPG slash shoot 'em up, and it's freaking awesome. It's nice. it's great. The uh, RPG ish areas. There's like uh, cities and talking, and there's all kinds of stuff. And then the areas that you can play around in kind of remind me of the top view levels in Blaster Master. Sweet. So mix that all up. All right, but let's spotlight our the series. Actual spotlight. Let's do it. Our actual spotlight is going to be wait an entire series. We're going to talk about the entire WarioWare series. Yeah, man. Let's get nuts. Jesus. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. How many games are in the Wario? How many games are in the WarioWare series? Uh, well, not WarioWare. Wario Land. We're going Wario Land, boy. Wario Shit, Land. You said Wario Land. I did say Wario oh. Land. Yeah. See, and I'm all excited about WarioWare. We'll get okay. to we'll get to WarioWare okay, so another time. If we're talking WarioLand, does that also include WarioWorld? Sure does. 
We're gonna do all the I'm Wario in. platformers here. We're gonna we're gonna try to I'm bust in. through these in like five minutes. So before we get to it though, I want I want to tell you a quick story. I was you know as you know such a Turbo Graphics fanboy, um, so bitter that Turbo Graphics never saw any love, and uh, you know in the magazines it would get like one maybe one page at the end or or something yeah. you know the yeah. reviews you'd get like two games tops every month you know um and i was so bitter and i was starting to get so annoyed that nintendo was like like because i was an egm guy so i would get so annoyed that like 80 percent of egm was like nintendo games probably 19 percent sega and then like one percent turbo graphics um, I remember right. seeing the commercial for Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, and I was like, this is the lamest thing ever. They just created a character called Wario. That's dumb. It's dumb. Yep. That's just because I was, like, such a fanboy. And, uh, and you know, of course, years later, I'm like, I fucking love Wario Land games. They're the best. And, they are. They're and actually, Wario's, they're like, Wario's one of my favorite characters. I just, I, li- I love that he picks his nose. I love that he's big and fat. I love that he belches, you know, eats garlic. I think it's all great. And uh, he eats garlic like all the time. And uh, and I love that his games are like wacky acid trip versions of Mario games. You know, um, they always try something something strange with Wario games. So the first game that came out was in 1994 uh, on the Game Boy, the OG Game Boy, uh, Wario Land, Super Mario Land three. Uh, I never, I didn't play it until much later because of my aforementioned, you know, bitterness. Uh, and and it's a very basic game, but still, like, still fun. Like, still kind of holds up a bit. So that one is, now, hold on, no. Super Mario Land 3 was the first one that you play as Wario in. So yeah. you don't even play as Mario, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. yep, I remember I remember that coming out and the same thing, same exact thing. I'm like, this is a very stupid idea. Like, why would they make a Super Mario where you don't even play as Mario? Yeah. Like, that seems like crazy talk to me. <laughs> so, um, w- when it came out, they did something similar with the Yoshi's games too because didn't they do Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2? Yeah, yeah, which is an and awesome game, did, but you just play did, as Yoshi, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same thing. And then they did a Yoshi line of games. They didn't do Yoshi Story 2, but they did Yoshi's Island, or whatever, Yoshi Story. No, they didn't do Yoshi's Island 2, but they did Yoshi Story and all these other yeah, Yoshi games yeah. and stuff like that. I didn't like that, that they were making, they were, like, bouncing these um, these spinoffs as official, like, sequels in the Mario franchise. I, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I already had, like, a hatred for the Wario Land games until, so I don't even know what the chronological order is here, but, like, it looks like Wario Land... Uh, one and two came out in the original Game Boy. Yeah. And then Wario Land three came out in the Game Boy Color. Yep. Um, when does the fucking awesome one come out? Because the are one we talking about got, the Virtual Boy? We are talking about the Virtual Boy yes. one because my God, I came home with my Virtual Boy on a clearance from Walmart, and I brought or Wario Land or VB Wario Land home. Yeah. And dude, I I was bloodshot eyes for weeks. <laughs> yeah. Stick to my stomach playing that game. It was just amazing, and that totally sold me on the rest of the franchise i'm like oh shit now i need to go and get the rest of these games or at least try them out yeah um you and i have very similar stories so um i didn't get uh the virtual boy like right away because like you know 
most of the rest yeah. of the world, I was like, why the fuck would I? Um, I didn't get it until uh, I think it was like 99-ish, maybe 2000. I think it was 2000. Um, I was working for a, um, a video game company retailer at their corporate headquarters, and they had just been purchased by uh, GameStop. So we were clearing out the warehouse. I got tons of free games uh, that, you know, because GameStop didn't sell all these old games. They didn't sell, like, the classic yeah. stuff. So I just got to fill up boxes full of games and consoles. I got a Sega CDX, you know, a bunch of shit. No and way. and I got a uh, and I got a Virtual Boy and a, and uh, the in, pretty almost the entire catalog of Virtual Boy games. And Wario Land was the one that like I was just stuck on. I could I didn't bother with anything else. Um, right. And it was the first Wario game I played because all the rest I was like fuck it why would I you know. Um, yeah. And like you, I went back and grabbed all the other ones because I love this one so much. Um, maybe the best in the series. It's so good, and I love the I love I the so I love the you know going in and out of perspectives. You know, you're in the foreground, you're in the background, that whole thing. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, my virtual boy has like a dead ribbon or something on it, so I got to send it in to get it fixed, so I can experience that again. But you just anyway, put it in the, you just put. Go ahead. Yeah, you just put it in the oven. I'm dead serious. Like, I don't know if you've heard that the trick. It's like you, you take the chips and the board out and everything. You put them in the oven for a little while because it gets all the connections hot again. And then you just pop it back in. So I, I did, did it hear that it involves uh, like a crazy. heat gun that that people fix it with a heat gun. I think maybe I would try that. Potentially. I would maybe, maybe. try that before yeah. I stick the whole goddamn thing in the oven. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so let's move on. We, we got uh, we got. Um, you know, a little bit of time here left. So uh, it was Wario Land, uh, uh, Super Mario Land 3. It, then came Virtual Boy Wario Land. Then came Wario Land 2. And this is when shit really started to get weird. Like they, 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 you know, the game just became, the games just became wacky acid trips. And I fucking loved it. Wario Land 2 and 3 um, on the Game Boy Color. Uh, there were Game Boy Color versions of both of these. Um, wonderful games. Totally like, I would say like, Wario Land 3 still stands up as one of the great platformers ever made. Just really, really solid game. I, I don't think I've ever played it. You you I'm totally sure should, man. Track it down for the uh, Game Boy Color, Wario Land 3. Game Boy Color. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. And then came Wario Land 4 on the Game Boy Advance. I did not play that until... Uh, no, actually, I did buy this one right away. And they also released it on uh, on the 3DS Virtual Console, so I snatched it up there. But uh, wonderful nice. game, uh, a little more um, uh, a little more traditional than the crazy wacky adventures of uh, two and three. Um, yeah. But uh, but still, just really really beautiful game. Like the sprite work was awesome in this one. Um, if you haven't played Wario Land 4, definitely check it out. It's just fucking rock solid from start to finish. And then there was Wario World. This one came out on GameCube, Josh, and I was pumped for it by this point. By this point, I'm a Wario fan. I'm like, give it all to me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and the, the other reason I was pumped for it is because it was developed by Treasure. Um, oh, my God. Who we all so know bad. from, like, Gunstar Heroes and Radiant Silver Gun and Ikaruga, all that stuff. Uh, this game was not great, unfortunately. Oh, man, really? And see, I'm, I'm a total opposite p- point of view. So I, I loved Wario World, and I actually thought the GameCube did some injustice to, like, the Mario franchise because I yeah. dislike Mario Sunshine. I think Mario Sunshine is meh. 
And so Warrior World came out, and it obviously has the, um, hey, developed by Treasure, you know, produced by Nintendo. Yeah. And so when I got it, I had the complete opposite um, opinion of it. I did not have any expectations going in other than there would be some crazy amount of sprites and or polygons on screen at once, and that's exactly what I got. Yeah. It mixed in almost a beat-em-up style with a platformer type yeah. game because you're yeah. beating the shit out of everything, grabbing things, smashing things. Yeah, literally everything. Like you're beating the shit out of trees. Rocks, yeah. whatever. You, if there's something yeah. on screen, you need to pound it and break it. Yeah, and, and interestingly, this is, other than um, Billy Hatcher, this is maybe my favorite GameCube game. <laughs> oh, wow. The, what I didn't like about this game, though, was that it was so fucking easy. Like, you can blast through this game in an afternoon. And that, that I mean, I like, the, cool. I like the, the, the gameplay of it. You know, and I like, you know, running around as Wario in a kind of 3D-ish world. I thought it was all really neat. But I was very disappointed that I was like, it's over and there's nothing left to go back and do. You know, there there, yeah. there was no reason to replay it or anything. It was just like a very, very basic game. I guess that's true. If it were a true treasure game, it would have uh, adjusted difficulties and high score challenges and maybe speed runs. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Uh, next up is Wario Master of Disguise for the DS. Um, I don't remember a ton yeah. about this game. I did play it. I fucking forgot all about it. Um, looks like I'm just wow. I'm just checking the site. Uh, it looks like it got like an average of uh, six, like a six point uh, Shit, like OneUp.com gave it a four. <laughs> you know, Eurogamer gave it a four. Wow. Uh, IGN gave it a six. Yeah, this one wasn't very well received, and. Um, I, uh, I I think as a result, I may not have even played it because I read reviews first and was like, well, I guess I'm skipping this Wario game. Um, Weird. Yeah, it looks like it has a bit of a puzzle platformer vibe to it. but So I can't really say anything in, about Master of Disguise. Yeah, in Japan, it was actually called Wario 7. Huh. Or Kaito Wario the 7. So it must have been the seventh game in the series. Interesting. It sure was, going by my count. And then finally... Sadly, this is finally uh, the last Wario platforming game came out in 2008, and I love this game. Uh, came out on the Wii. It is called Wario Land Shake It. I adore this game. One of my favorite Wii games, and I will admit that the actual gameplay of it like isn't mind-blowing. It's a fine platformer. It's a 2D platformer, and it's mm-hmm. just fine. It's not like mind-blowing or anything, but the visual style of this game is wonderful. I, I adore this game. It reminds me of, uh, you know, like the 32-bit, you know, kind of Saturn-era platformers, like the hand-drawn yeah. uh, platformers. Uh, it was made by a, a good feel. And, um, man, it's got, like, all these, like, animated cutscenes at the beginning that are all, like, hand-drawn, like, Saturday morning cartoon-looking things. Uh, no just way. the whole vibe of this game is is wonderful, and uh, it's one of the games. Whenever I bust out my Wii or my Wii U, it's one of the games that I always bring out. Um, and I, uh, I I plan on streaming this one on Twitch a little bit soon because it's just a fucking terrific game, just beautiful, and it got absolutely no like reception. Nobody gave a shit yeah. about this, you know. Um, averaged about, you know, uh, looks like sevens and eights across the board. Um, Nintendo World Report gave it a nine, which I, I'm like, fuck yeah. 
but it's all like six, sevens, and eights across the board because you know it's as far as the gameplay goes, it's fairly average. It's got like because it's got the Wii remote, it's got you got to shake the you know the Wii remote. It's got some gimmicky yeah. uh, shit to it. But man, I really love it. If you have a Wii or Wii U and you see this game like in a bargain bin somewhere, or if you see it on eBay, totally check it out. It's it's beautiful. It looks like it goes from between fifteen to twenty bucks. So yeah, uh, I've I've never played it. Yeah, you so you should for fifteen. Yeah, for fifteen bucks, you should definitely check it out. It's it's terrific. Um, if you like nice. that old school side scroller vibe with the with the cartoon animation and everything, fuck, it's wonderful. I really like it. Oh yeah. So okay. that is our very very brief look at the Wario Land uh, platforming series. Josh, are you ready for the last question? Uh. Yeah, yeah, hit me with it. All right, you I, you almost stole my last question earlier, um, but uh, it's different enough that I think it's still valid. Josh, I want you to mash up two game genres and create a game for me. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to mash up two game genres. We're yep. going to make a pro wrestling dating sim. Love it. Done. Love it. Love it. Give all you net wrestling nerds uh, hope of actually like landing a date. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it. We'll call it love on the ropes. Oh man. Okay, I would play that. I would play that. Just based. <laughs> I'm sold on the name alone. Uh, the Kickstarter is coming next week. Uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna hire some artists and some programmers. We're getting love on the ropes made. Uh, it's going to be check great. Us, check out our, our T-shirt. It's going live. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for us. If you want more of our nonsense, you can go to mojomenace.com where we have forums, mojomenace.com slash forums. On the top right of that forums homepage is a link to our Discord chat. Lots of fun stuff always happening in the Discord chat. Not an asshole in the entire thing. Go to youtube.com slash mojo menace where you can watch Josh say, Hey buddy, you cold? <laughs> in cool. uh in our short film Bait. Uh you can also watch a little chat that Klaus and I did about Bait and told some funny stories about it and how we made it. Um people seem to not hate it, which I'm just that's all I can ask. Anyway, uh twitch.tv slash mojo menace is where we do some streaming, and then on all the social medias we are at Mojo Menace, Josh, where can they find you? If you'd like to converse questionable naming skills in his uh, bait and watch video that he put up on YouTube, ooh, <laughs> that's an interesting one. You can always <laughs> converse with me on Twitterverse at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore, as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet. That's it for us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.